Hello and welcome to Here Read This. I'm Matt. And I'm Stephanie. The podcast where we force each other to read a book we normally wouldn't read and then we come on here and talk about it. Welcome to episode one. Yep, hello. (laughs) Have a seat. Great banter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so for the first episode, I had Stephanie read Killing Floor by Lee Child. It is an adult thriller written in 1997. Uh, It was Lee Child's first published book, and it features the main character by the name of Jack Reacher. However, the first book that you read isn't actually the first book in chronological order. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually the fourth book. In canon, it's not the first thing that happens in this world. It's the fourth thing that happens. Okay, but it was his debut novel, right? It was his debut novel, yeah. The three other books were written way later. Uh, Which, if I would have known that, I would have had you read the first one in chronological order. (laughs) Maybe look it up on Wikipedia first, and then read it. There are currently 22 books in the series, two of which have been made into movies. Jack Reacher is a military brat. His dad was in the U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, Jack grew up all around the world on different military bases with his brother Joe and his mom Josephine. Jack is a former major in the U.S. Military Police Corps. After leaving the military, he drifts around the United States doing odd jobs and not staying in the same place for very long. He doesn't have a very close relationship with his family, and in each book in the series, he comes to a different city in the U.S., completely random. He's a, a vagabond, I guess. And, uh, and of course, whatever city he goes in, shenanigans ensue. So in Killing Floor, he is in a small, very small town in Georgia where you'll never believe it, a bunch of stuff happens, and he somehow gets slapped right in the middle of it craziness so matt why did you choose this book for me to read part of it was you recently edited a thriller for your freelancing gig and you had mentioned how you liked it a lot more than you thought you would have liked it and i also eventually want to have you read a tom clancy book but a clancy book is uh way more detail heavy um and is more of like a more technical read i would say Whereas a Lee Child book is kind of like a lighter version of that. They're both kind of thrillers that involve various government agencies in the military. But Killing Floor and his other books I have read thus far are a lot less detail heavy when it comes to technical aspects. Where Clancy is very detailed heavy and you will read through one of his books. You'll know way more about how the CIA works than you ever thought you'd know. So I wanted to ease you in. Okay, that makes sense. You read the book. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how quickly you read it. You were you got into it very quickly. That's true. It only took me like five days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you like or dislike about the book? I'm assuming you mainly you mostly liked it. Yeah. Well, so I mean, going into it, I was definitely a little bit skeptical. You know, it doesn't have the greatest cover. Let's be honest, and I'm definitely one of those people who judges a book by its cover, even though I know I shouldn't. But it, it really surprised me. Um, like you said, I had learned recently that I do kind of have a thing for thrillers that I didn't realize. Yeah, I, you know, I loved how many twists the book had. There are so many characters. Of course, Jack Reacher gets involved with this whole murder plot that he has no part of and then realizes he is connected to. And there were just so many twists I didn't see coming, which was really cool. Um, I think there was like one character that I did have a feeling was like you know one of the bad guys and i i was right about that but everything else i i really didn't see it coming um you know lee childs as like an editor and a writer i i loved how well he did his cliffhanger endings on like his chapters and everything 
like you said, that's why I had to finish it so fast because I would get to the end of a chapter and just be like, oh, gotta keep going, gotta find out what happens next. And in terms of dislikes, you know, there honestly wasn't a whole lot, which definitely surprised me. One of the things, just kind of like a technical thing, it took some getting used to the writing style because he he uses really lots of like really short sentences in a row, which like as an editor, I would often be like, you know please vary your sentence structure. It makes it a little easier to read. Um, so that did did make it a little bit hard to get into, but um, but I got used to it, and and I do think it worked for the story by the end. Yeah, it's interesting, because it's, it's no surprise to you after reading that that I enjoy reading his books, because yeah. that's very much my writing style as well. Yeah, it makes it a really fast read, for sure. Yeah. You generally read YA books yeah. that generally have female and younger characters in it, this book is very much not that. The main <laughs> character is a older man who was in the military, who moved around all his whole life, and doesn't really have family that's close to him, which just flip all of those things 180 <laughs> degrees, and that's you. <laughs> yeah. So how is, how is it to read a book where the main character was very much not like you at all? I mean, you know... It's, Honestly, this wasn't, like, the first book I've read that's, like, you know, with a protagonist that's super different for me, obviously. Um, and I think with good writing, you can make anything work. And it was easy to get into his head and easy to understand what, what he was about and um, and just why he was the way he was. But one actually other, like, critique I had was that I was never sure, like, how old he is. Uh, do you know? Because it was, like, so I felt like half the time I was picturing him in like his 30s and then sometimes I'd be like no he reads more like he's in his 50s or something so that was just a question I always had as I was reading and maybe it was just because I didn't read closely enough but um that was one like minor complaint he definitely read is very old to me and um I didn't always like how he uh handled the situation with the ladies but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was 36 when he left the military police and throughout the book it seems like it's been a year or two since Okay. He was, so uh, was discharged. Yeah. So I would say in his late 30s. Okay. Yeah. I guess just sometimes he still read older than that to me, which was a little bit weird. It made me wonder, like, why the female character in particular was so into him, because she read is way younger to me. And so, I mean, like, is he really that attractive? I don't think so. <laughs> Speaking of the females in the book, what were your... Th I have a couple thoughts, but I'm curious, what were your thoughts regarding female representation in the book and also, because it's an older white man writing, how do you feel the female characters were written? Yeah, so not great. For those who haven't read the book, the main there's really one main girl character. Um, her name's Roscoe, and like I said, it's her age as well is kind of unclear. I think I feel like she's kind of like early 30s, maybe like maybe late 20s. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's um, a fair. So guess. she's definitely younger than him, and she's part of the police force. She she reads as you know as a pretty strong character. Like of course she has this big role in the police force and everything, but I still did, I still felt like by the end, her and the other female character who end up in the story, um, you know, they both end up in situations where they have to be saved, and it's like, and I just wish there would have been more women. It was very clearly written through the male gaze, uh, in the way that he describes how his first impression of this woman is not like, you know, oh, she's a smart, intelligent policewoman, it's like, oh... She looks really hot. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's yeah. interesting. I definitely agree with you that the author actually describes the character Jack Reacher as being post-feminist, which I, I would more or less agree with because 
while he does make those initial judgments of like, is this person, is this woman attractive and do I want to sleep with her? On the flip side, he also will respect the character. Like in this first book, the woman is a police officer and he has massive respect for her as he sees like she's good at her job. Yeah, yeah. So he's not like a a character who's a guy who's like, oh, I want to sleep with this woman. And also, like, oh, you can't, like, you're not a good police officer. Let me show you how I do this because I was a police officer. So that's the one nice thing about his character is he is very much, he doesn't care if you're man or woman. He'll work with you if you know your stuff. And if you know your stuff, he'll have massive amounts of respect for you. And if you don't, he's very skeptical of you. And it might have been in this book, but it was the the uh, the police chief was an older guy. Yeah. Who he didn't have a lot of respect for because he's, it was one of those where you could tell he's kind of retiring and didn't care that much yeah. um, and went behind his back to help the girl. The other issue I had was it, not necessarily in this book, I don't think, but there was, I can't remember what other, I've read a couple of the other books in this series, but he has sex with female characters all the time <laughs> and in and that's fine but there's some situations that are just so outlandish and ridiculous you like why my thought was like why is this here <laughs> yeah and so you know in one hand like he's a vagabond and he goes around you know and he's a grown man and he's you know semi-respectful but then on the other hand there's times where you almost feel like the woman characters in there just, just to like, that. and you learn yeah. about the woman because he wants to do that. So that was kind of my issue. There's, I remember in a couple books, I just stopped and was like, wait, really? Yeah, well, and I mean, that happened, I mean, it didn't happen to that extent in this book, too, because like yeah. I said, there was mainly just the one woman, but I distinctly remember, yeah, like the first time they get together in this book, I was just kind of like, really like now like she's that into him already i just you know as <laughs> as a woman i didn't uh i didn't feel like it was very realistic and i definitely felt like a lot of that was you know was just very again male gaze type of thing and uh that is why i don't generally pick up these books but <laughs> um but you know other than that it was still it was still good would you recommend this book i would yeah yeah i was trying to think if there's like anything else comparable i've read in ya but because I haven't really picked up thrillers to begin with, I can't really think of any. Um, and I know that there's, you know, there's a lot of topics in, in this book that could appear in YA, but in like a different, um, in a different circumstance. So it's definitely, it's definitely an adult book, but I definitely did enjoy it. And I mean, I came away like wanting to know, I didn't know if there were a bunch of sequels and I was like, you know, I kind of want to read more. <laughs> yeah. And he definitely does a really good job of setting this character up. There are problematic parts of the book and of how he, how the either the writer writes the character or how the character is ma- like the character just has inherent flaws, which I think is important because yeah, you know it's silly to have a per- like a character that's like oh he has no flaws, but for me, it's either not written well or just the flaws are like just overdone, mm-hmm. um, like because he's this big muscular man who knows everything, has lots of contacts with contacts within the military and can get stuff done. But then on the flip hand, he's a rabbit around women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there is there books? I guess you kind of answered this. Is there any similar books in the YA genre? I mean, I th- I look at again. Yes. I said this earlier, but I look at this book as kind of not like it's a, it's an adult thriller. It's not a YA book by any stretch of the imagination. 
but I, I feel like it's a it's more of a commercialized version of a thriller book. Whereas yeah, Tom Clancy, that was the yeah, word I was Tom Clancy is very much a like if you like Tom Clancy, you do. But if you don't, you're gonna like wonder what is going on. Yeah. So like the one book I can think of that that is very good and is um, is a thriller type book that I've read in YA is called The Conspiracy of Us by Maggie Hall. Um, it takes place in Paris, I believe. And yeah, it's another like thriller with lots of lots of twists and turns. Um, no misogyny. Um, <laughs> I think that's um, that's like kind of a good stepping stone if you uh, are just trying to get into the genre and aren't quite ready for adult thrillers yet. So you answered this question already. <laughs> I, would you read the book? You uh, read the next book in the series? You said yes. Yeah, I would. But on a scale of like one to ten, would you read the book next? Like one being a no, doesn't interest me at all, and a ten, yeah, it's going on the top of my reading list. Yeah, I mean, if I had literally had the next book next to me when I finished the first book, I would have started it immediately. <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, it was really compelling, even though I had those issues with it. I can see why it sold and why it did so well. And why there's 22 more books. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So you, I, I picked good the first one. You did. We'll see how you do next time. <laughs> Before we start talking about Illuminate, I want to remind you that if you have questions or comments, we would love to hear them and use them in our next episode. You can either call and leave us a message at 442 or, if you're listening to this podcast through the Anchor app, which is available through iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store, you can leave a message within the app by pressing the Leave a Message button in the upper right-hand corner of the Here Read This page, or while listening to this episode in the bottom left corner of your phone screen. Welcome back. So the book I picked for Matt to read is called Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. This book is a YA sci-fi novel that came out in 2015. It's the first in a trilogy. It takes place in the year 2575, when two rival megacorporations are at war over a planet at the edge of the universe. It follows two teens, Katie and Ezra, who were in a relationship but just broke up and now basically aren't speaking to each other, when they are forced to evacuate the planet aboard the spaceship Carenza with a hostile warship in hot pursuit. But their problems are just getting started. I was not surprised that you chose a YA book for me, but I am oh, really? curious why you chose this YA book for me. Well, you've read a lot of adult sci-fi, like John Scalzi books, which I've read as well, so I know you're a fan of sci-fi in general, so I just felt like Illuminae would be a solid introduction into the world of YA sci-fi, which is, in my opinion, sometimes even better. No coincidence that your first series was YA sci-fi. I was going to say, you have read that. <laughs> But it's not quite this type of sci-fi. Yes, very different. All right, so tell me, what was your first impression of the book? Going into it, were you expecting to like it or dislike it? I So I want to start out by saying this. I think it is very important that you read whatever interests you. Like, there's people out there like, oh, you're an adult, you shouldn't read YA, or you shouldn't write YA, or oh, you're a teenager, why are you writing middle-age books? And it's crap. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. The point of books is to, like, get lost in a world. Yeah. So you don't have to pay attention to the stupid things happening in our actual world. So I didn't go into it disparaging it because it's YA. Like, I, well, as, you, you. as you said, I've read YA books before. I They aren't my favorite genre, but that's just, like... They're actually of, an audience type, not yeah, a genre, but yeah. Yeah. 
I am not the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's important to start out with is like read what you want to read and who cares what the haters say. <laughs> but I was intrigued because of the book cover. It's a very unique cover. It is like a clearish plastic book sleeve and the hardcover version anyways. It has like a uh, a clear plastic orangish dust jacket and it just looks very interesting. Can I just pause for one second? Because I want to point out that you said you were intrigued by the YA cover. I said I was not intrigued by the adult cover. So I just think, you know, if any publishers are listening, this should be a lesson that Covers are adult, important. Like, adult books could learn something from YA, honestly. Because To be fair to Lee yeah. Child book, that book is like on its like a millionth reprint. Oh, I'm so sure, I'm sure yeah. the initial cover was much more int- interesting than the new generic, like commercialized yeah. version. I'm sure, but just in general, I feel like YA always does their covers better, yeah. and that's just like something that adult and books should work and on. And that's why. So when you're down at Mysterious Galaxies doing your your talks or Q and A's, and I go with you, yeah, like you'll notice I don't all be wandering around, yeah, and I'll just be wandering around looking at bookshelves, and if a book cover interests me, I'll take a picture of the book cover so that way when I come home I can look it up. Yeah. And if it's an interesting book cover that grabs my attention, I'm like, oh, okay, let me look at this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. It's very important. Don't base your entire opinion of the book <laughs> no, on the cover, of but, you know. Because obviously I was wrong too, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, just saying. So that was a good first impression. And then it is, we'll talk about this more in a little bit, but it is formatted in a unique way, mm-hmm. which is also interesting because I am very progressive looking in book publishing is like an ancient thing that is like being dragged back with the boat <laughs> anchor that is old white male executives. Yeah. And I think books like this, I'm glad are succeeding because it really pushes like what a book is. Mm-hmm. Opens up more possibilities. Yeah. And it was, it was a really interesting way to create a narrative and create the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I try not to like, Oh, I'm going to hate it. I want to like naturally hate it or I naturally love it. I try, I try to be very level headed going into things because I have overhyped things in the past (laughs) and like have kind of been disappointed. So when it comes to consuming media in general, I like to kind of like go into like, I'm interested in this. Let me read it or let me watch it. And then after reading it or watching it, I will either say, Oh, I hate this and here's why, or Oh, I liked it or "Eh, it was okay. Yeah. Which is a good way to be. So as we were talking about a little bit, this book is special compared to lots of other books. It's told through government dossiers and hacked documents and interviews instead of the normal type of narrative that we're used to seeing. Yeah, it was, it's basically a book that's put together as a bunch of like primary source documents. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a history book in a way. Yeah, almost. I, like I just said, I think it's awesome and I think we should all encourage this. With that being said, I didn't love it. Because I was going to ask, what did you think of the style? Yeah, I liked the style, but I didn't like reading it. And again, that's just me. Like I, it took a little bit getting used to because it, you don't just you can't just sit there and read through the page. You kind of got to look all on the page, and so it you really kind of got to be paying attention. And I found myself, especially in like the first half of the book, getting used to that, where I'd have to be like, wait, what? And then I have to go, like, go back a page and like, oh, in this upper right hand corner, I missed like context yeah. what was going on. And I generally read really quick, mm-hmm. and so it, it kind of hinders my ability to like kind of read at pace. So that's why I just didn't like it. I, like I didn't love it because, like I said, just read it for me. Reading a book, it doesn't fit with how I read a book. 
mm-hmm. but that's not to say that it's bad or you shouldn't read it. Like I think it's a very interesting and cool way to to format a book and yeah. create a, a story. And I agree. I remember when I first read it, I was also, you know, it took a little bit of getting used to and getting into cuz like you said, you can't some books you can just sit sit there and skim through and <laughs> pick up the gist of the for- story, but this is not like a the book Jack like Reacher that. book. That book is a very like flowy. Yeah, you can read four I chapters skip without paragraphs even noticing. and no one still know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you sometimes tend to shy away from YA books because of the teen romance aspect, which is something that I think a lot of people you know look down on and think you know. They just don't want to read about teens, whatever, teens or whatever. And although Killing Floor definitely has some romance as well, though, so I know you don't always hate romance, maybe. Um, So how did you feel about the relationship between Katie and Ezra in the book? I liked it. And to clarify, my issue with YA YA books that have teen romance in it isn't that there's teen romance in it. Mm -hmm. It's just that I feel, in my opinion, in a lot of cases it's like way overdone mm-hmm. and like not realistic yeah which because is a point, yeah. our experiences of growing up and having boyfriends or not having boyfriends or having friends and flirting and like having relationships 95 percent of the time like in the books it's like it feels very a very movie version mm-hmm. of what would happen and it just doesn't interest me because like that's not that's not what happens like yeah there's a fair amount of insta love and yeah, um, you know you still get the cliche which, types, which is cliche but it's not, and cheesy to me. But it's so not always, yeah. and so that's why it doesn't interest me because I'm like, well, this doesn't like. Well, and you assume it's going to be cliche because yeah. that is out there. But there are a lot of books like this one where yeah, I feel like and they I think, aren't. And this is yeah. and this book is a great example, and part of the reason why I didn't hate it mm-hmm. was because it was like this very realistic, and you could connect with like the struggle of being young and just like not knowing. Yeah, <laughs> and like so they they were together on the planet they're living on and then they break up and like they're in this this awkward like broke up yeah. but not broke up phase of their relationship and then this big thing happens where they're then not on the planet mm-hmm. and they're basically the only people that they have left that they know yeah and so i think it was really well done because it's like you could kind of connect with that in like the oh yeah I've been in this part of a relationship where you're, like, struggling to have that communication. You're like, you, oh, like, God, I kind of hate you right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of hate you right now, but then I also still, like, deeply care about you and don't want to just, like, cast you aside. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really well done. And my other thing with YA books, why I don't love them as much, is because in a lot of cases, like, I, they j- I just don't connect with the story. Mm-hmm. And I really like connecting with stories and, like, again, like, feeling like I am in the story. And so, like, with Jack Reacher... It's very easy for me to connect and feel like, oh, yes, I am this awesome dude who's <laughs> yeah. jacks and, like, no cares in the world and white male privilege all over the place. <laughs> um, whereas in YA books, it's a little harder for me to, like, get in that story. Mm-hmm. But I thought the relationship was done really well, and I enjoyed it, and I think it perfectly encompassed a somewhat realistic relationship. You are going to have struggles in a relationship where you're in this weird phase and you still kind of talking but you don't know like how to say what you want to say you don't neither of you want to like cast each other aside but it's like awkward so i thought it was really well done good i'm glad illuminate is set on a spaceship in a far distant future did it feel realistic to you what did you think of the world and the the sci-fi part of the book i so was set in 2575 yeah if you hadn't said that it very it feels very like near future sci-fi mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like 
year 3000 sci-fi. Yeah. And so it didn't... I mean, in all honesty, I was more, like, into the story of the relationship more than the story of, like, kind of their surroundings. Mm -hmm. Because for, like, 95% of the story, there's on a spaceship. Yeah. And, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, it's not like this, you know, stories are based on spaceships all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was more involved in the the rest of the story more than, like, the spaceship side of things. But I thought it brought up some... I there's spoil, I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> yeah. But there's a part of the story where you definitely are like, oh, yes, this is sci-fi, and oh, geez, we as a society are probably going to have to face this <laughs> <Yeah>. problem <laughs> in the near future. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have any major issues with it. Um, like I said, my biggest thing was just how it was formatted, that it's not conducive to how I read. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I, it was a perfectly good story. Yeah, and I feel like you still finished it fairly quickly. It wasn't didn't take you forever to get through. So. No. And again, it's, it's a pretty... Because of the formatting, it's a light read. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, a, a lot of the book is in interview format. Yeah. Where it's a transcript of an interview between two people. Or it's a, a copy of an instant message thread. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, words are shortened and, and redacted. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that was one of the funny things is they redact all the swear words. Yeah, it, which I think is Which hilarious. adds a level of hilarity because there was times like, well, which word is this? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd pause and rack through my head like, hmm, okay, this one's the funniest. I'll go with this word. <laughs> and I love how much, like, voice they were able to give the characters through all of those, like, just straight up seeing how the person types and how the person talks. I thought that was really interesting as well. So would you recommend this book? I don't know. It's one of those books... And this kind of ties into the next thing, too, of what I read the sequels. I don't know. It's... it's I don't know. That's tough. I I want to say no, but it's not like a mean, like, oh, no, like, awful no. It's just like, a, eh, I don't know. Like, there was others, probably other books I would recommend. And there's also other books I would read before I would read the sequels. Again, if... If, if I finish the 30 books I have on my bookshelf that I haven't read yet <laughs> and that I really want to read and the the next two books in the sequel were in our bookcase. They are. I know they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, I would probably read them. Mm-hmm. But I on the scale of 1 to 10, I would probably be at like a 5 or a 6. Okay. The, the, the ending was closed enough of the questions for me not to like immediately want to jump in the next one. Like it, mm-hmm. it had a nice ending to where I didn't feel like oh I have to read the next one but the next one intrigues me yeah and I can say I've read this I've read the second book I have not read the third yet it is on our bookshelf and it's on my list but um yeah the sequel I do remember like finishing the first book and be like oh this is really good I wanted to read the sequel but not like I need it right the second and um and I, I thought the second one was, was definitely better though just FYI <laughs> my so my my review for this book would be it is absolutely not going to disappoint you, mm-hmm. but it also may not blow your socks off. Yeah, and it you know it really depends. Like, do you love sci-fi? Are you intrigued by the uh, by the idea of reading a book that is different from any other book? If so, pick it up. Agreed. <laughs> all right, that is all we have for the first two books for this week. We have Illuminae and Killing Floor. We both recommend them. Yes, we do to a certain extent. Um, <laughs> so there's. Solid thumbs up from each of us. If you have questions or comments about um, our thoughts or the book specifically, 
uh, be sure to leave us a message. And next week, if we have some comments about this week's episode and the books we chose, we'll have a segment at the end where we'll include your questions and comments. For next episode, we are going to announce the books we are reading. Um, so you can get your questions per- and comments prepared for us for that as well. And maybe read along. Yes, you, and maybe read along, so absolutely. Desire. So I st- am going to have you, Stephanie, I'm going to have you read. Uh, it's a historical fiction book. Ooh. And it is called Winter Men. Two words. It is actually, I believe it was written in Danish oh, initially. Yeah. And it was it's translated into English. Well, so sure, because I can't read Danish. <laughs> it is by mm, Jesper Bruges Cold. J-E-S-P-E-R-B-U-G-G-E-K-O-L-D. And uh, it is historical fiction about World War II. <laughs> Definitely World War II. Okay. I, I don't... I get the world wars mixed up. Yeah, it's we weird. all do. <laughs> <laughs> I am picking it because I enjoy historical fiction. And uh, I thought... It's, it's, a, it's a historical fiction and it's not written by an American double whammy <laughs> yeah so i think it's really interesting yeah that sounds cool so i'm going to make you read a fantasy book because i know you don't really like fantasy <laughs> um and please this, just not 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 the lord of the rings series it's not the lord okay, of the rings all right, i'm um, fine with it then this is a very different kind of fantasy actually uh it's called the golden compass by philip pullman um it's it's an older ya book i would i would say it's like in between a ya and adult yeah it's actually set in kind of an alternate reality you will see when you read it but yes you're gonna read that all right i'm looking forward to it thanks for joining us on this episode of here read this i am your host matt and i'm stephanie we will see you next episode happy Happy reading. reading happy reading